So I'm here with my cousin Connor. After what were you doing earlier? I was doing my jujitsu today. And you were leading the class? Yeah, I was hosting uh, an open mat today. That is awesome. Uh, I am a big fan of jujitsu, as most of the listeners know. Uh, have been for past two years getting really deep into the jujitsu world as far as I can without actually getting into a dojo or onto a mat. So. We seriously need to change that, man. Yeah. You need to come roll one day. Yeah, I, I, I'm getting closer and closer every week to actually going to visit one of the, the many places around town. But uh, while I have you here, and it's fresh in everyone's memory, we just talked about it. Anderson Silva and Nick Diaz both getting popped. Nick getting popped after for weed. Uh, Anderson getting popped pre for Andro. What are your thoughts on that? It, it makes no sense to me. I don't understand how you can have a champion like John Jones who tests positive for cocaine that he took in Brazil three days before the fight. Mm -hmm. He was tested, the results came back, and Dana allowed him to fight. Yeah, after a 24-hour rehab. Meanwhile, Nick Diaz tests positive again for marijuana. This is, what, his third offense? Uh, at least. And in he, the UFC. In the UFC. And now he has to go to a Nevada State Athletic Commission hearing, and he may be getting uh, cut from the UFC. Yeah, and he has a prescription legal in California and many other places now every month it seems uh, or every two months it seems that uh, a new state has a referendum and then goes legal with it and then all their coffers get much more money I mean once New York gets weed legalized all nice nice like California does I wonder how much that's going to uh it, or if it would have any effect on UFC being able to get into New York. Because the the lobbies, you know, are going to be lobbying towards the marijuana lobby, not the fight game anymore, because there's way more money in the, you know, those unions. I can't remember exactly. It's the casino union or whatever. Oh, absolutely. Um like, I understand those workers need money and shit, but I mean, well, you don't really have to make it off this kind of event, but they are, they're they doing what they've done for years. But it doesn't think really about matter. It. How much money would it, a UFC event bring to New York? Well, Madison Square Garden. Just look at the really the only other comparable analog, wrestling. If you have Chris Weidman, a hometown boy, headlining that card, mm -hmm. defending his belt, oh, it'll sell out. Yeah, like bring tourists from all over. How many how many fighters are from New York, Long Island, blah 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 blah, that area that can't that don't have a, a hometown that can't fight in their hometown. It's stupid. Well, the government there is relating it to human cockfighting still. Yeah, but but I mean, I, everybody knows, every listener knows, I'm I'm you know independent wrestler. And, I mean, if they're going to allow, 
WrestleMania and, you know, whatever to be in Madison Square Garden, then, I mean, if you're going to allow the fake version of combat sports, oh my god, I said fake, and I'm a wrestler, oh my gods. <laughs> but, I mean, okay, the, the more the more of an exhibition style, you know, less people... I mean, there, more people are getting hurt in wrestling, yes, because they're doing things that, you know, a, per, a person in a real fight wouldn't do. You're, you're not, you know, doing an underhead suplex, like, you know, the classic wrestling suplex in a real fight. You would do a belly-to-belly -belly or belly-to-back or something like that. Or not do a suplex at all because that's fucking high risk in a fight. Stay easy. Do a fucking double leg and take the bastard down. Yeah. yeah. Push Less him, risk. Push him against a wall, you know, take the legs out, put them on their ass, take, you know, your standing, you know, go one leg, take the leg, go for your knee bar, you know, anything. But, I mean, if you're, yeah, if you're going to have wrestling in Madison Square Garden, you have to have, you know, this is, this isn't, and, and boxing, they have boxing. That's, exactly. That's that's the big the big problem. You would have to get rid of boxing in there for this to be a valid argument. It's not a valid argument. No, it, no, it's not. It's just a if you can have boxing problem. and wrestling, why can't you have MMA in the state of New York? Exactly, because like wrestling and boxing, you put them together, like the real. If you take rest, real wrestling, Greco-Roman freestyle, whatever wrestling and boxing, and you put them together, what do you have? You have MMA. Okay, you have you, like you can have one or the other, but you can't have them both at the same time. It, it just makes no sense to me. <laughs> I think, I, like, it just goes to show you how how fucking powerful lobbyists are, and uh, how and how powerful unions can be. Well, you see, Texas is banning it now too, eh? Yeah, that that's some dark shit. Because I mean, there's a lot of fighters out of Texas. And they make a lot of money in Texas. They just had a card there not too long ago, and it sold out. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't... Texas, everything's bigger in Texas. Like, they're, they're like, one of the biggest party states. Like, they're like, fucking bring everything. Everything but weed Mexicans. You can do it. Come on. Who was it? I think it was the Hendricks and Lawler rematch that was in Texas. Or it was the first one. I don't know. You people look it up. <laughs> But yeah, like the 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 point of the of the matter being like they're they're gonna lose a lot of money in those cities, Dallas, Austin. Oh, absolutely. I mean, before UFC wrestling cornered those markets, and you could have like you had WCW and you had WWE, uh, you know, various indie promotions that may travel and whatever, but like the inception of UFC and it's starting to travel after, you know, 2003, four, five, when it really started to pick up steam like that, that's when like the, like these event centers are like, fuck yeah, bring all the money in, bring all the money. Like, cause UFC, like tickets aren't cheap. No, like fucking they're, they're not, they're not backyard promotioning this shit anymore. Like this is a, a, you know, billion-dollar industry. Well, they're having an event in Montreal in April. McDonald's fighting on that card. I was looking up ticket prices. For a VIP section, it's like six grand. And that's still up in in the stands, not on the floor close to the cage. That's ridiculous. you got to take out a small loan to go see UFC now. 
And that's like before gas, your hotel, and hotels are going to be packed. They're pre-ordered already. Absolutely. It comes in the fucking packages now. Yeah. Well, they have to. They they just buy it. No, yeah, no wonder everything's so expensive. Like, buying a but goddamn six grand. I mean, yeah, it is It is an experience. But, I mean, it's incredible to know that, that you know, they can, they can just comp tickets for Rogan's buddies. Oh, absolutely. Like, every, <laughs> you know, every, every, you know, month or two. We hear, uh, oh man, that was an awesome UFC we got to to go to or whatever, like Everlast, being like, hey man, thanks for the hookup with those tickets. Like, holy fuck, dude, you're just like handing out what if 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 stand seats are six grand, what are floor seats ten close to the fucking ring? Like, holy shit, like you're going up like double. Then you're like you're going up in multiples here when you're going fucking up close and closer. That's incredible. You're just handing out, what, like 20 grand to your buddies? You're like, oh, yeah, I just met you on a podcast. Here you go, man. It's unreal, though. Like, to have that kind of hook. Give me the tickets. Well, it it, it just goes to show you how much, like, people will pay to see something. Like, obviously, the events that, like, we – theoretically, one could, could charge $700 for King of the Cage – if it came here, oh, played. Oh, fuck. Let's not even go there. I'm just saying, okay, a thing like King of the Cage. If UFC came here, it's it's not uh, unlikely that tickets would be $700 uh, for, you know, our local... I can't even remember what the fuck it's called. The SR Center. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't be, you know, out of the realm of possibility that tickets could get that expensive. And, you know, Megadeth tickets were... $70, but, you know, fucking, uh, what, what the hell was that other concert? Yeah, that Three Days Grace was only 50 Like, it, it, it just depends on... Uh, and that show was better than the Megadeth one. You think so? Yeah. I, I was closer for the Megadeth one. It, depend, it was longer. Yeah. I, That's I, what I enjoy. I enjoy going out and having a nice long night. Yeah, I ended up actually staying for the all of Three Days Grace... I went to see Econoline Crush. That's who I went to see. Well, went he, to go see Jesus Christ. They were awesome. And then... Uh, see their rock the show, too. I, I did not. I did not. I cannot agree with that. With the fucking wrapped Christmas lights. I, I, I didn't understand that. I liked their music. Yeah, I mean... But their stage show was just kind of... What's going on? I've never seen it like that. But yeah, they shut all the fucking lights off and they had Christmas lights. I was like, <sighs> wow. That, that's incredible. But I mean, three days grace. They actually, I they they surprised me. They were uh, they were really good. Like I, I liked them when I was younger. At that point, like I liked I was uh, I think eighteen or nineteen when they came here, and uh, I liked them when I was like thirteen when they came out and everything. They broke out, but you know they yeah they they really surprised me. But I I went to see Conan Line Crush because you know I'm old and stuff. Did you see them the second time they came here? No, no. With every ticket, you give him, uh, the guy at the door would give you a little card. I, I was too young to go. But at Loblaws, they were having a meet and greet after the show. Whoever oh, yeah. wanted to go, who had the card, gets to meet the band, free pictures, have drinks. That's dope. It, it was really good. I wish I was a little bit older that I could get into the bar, but. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Jesus Christ, you weren't nine feet tall then? That, well, fuck, I was always nine feet. <laughs> 
Oh. Yeah. I probably could have got away with it. I, I had my beard going. I, could, I probably could have got away with it. No. It's just not worth risking it. Don't sneak into bars, kids. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. There, all the controversy going on in the UFC right now. It's, uh... I think it's incredible. Like, with, uh... Jesus. I mean, champions falling. I mean, it's just it's just a matter of who the fuck's going to be next. Like, it's not even surprising. Oh, I just read uh, John Fitch got... Uh, he yeah, he just got tested, his, too. Uh, world whatever thing. World Series of Fighting. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, World Series of Poker? No, no, <laughs> no. But yeah, the WSOF. Yeah, he pissed hot. It's like, what the fuck? Really, Fitch? And that's one of the reasons why GSP left. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of always have a superstition he was on something, too, though. Well, I mean, the voodoo witch doctor. Like, that There's that right probably there. a lot of things they don't test well, they, for. They, they were rubbing Vaseline on him and shit, yeah. greasing him up midway. Yeah, Silva did that in uh, the Sunnen rematch. It's so dirty. Like... First of all, fucking Big John caught him. Silva was taking yeah. the Vaseline off his face and rubbing it on his arms and his chest, so Silva, could, sorry, Sonnen couldn't take him down. Yeah, I mean, to the naked eye, you may not be able to to pick up on everything, like as it's all blurry and shit. But fighters, let me tell you something. HD is a motherfucker. <laughs> They've got fucking monitors. He, they're like they're watching you as you're doing shit. Like he can see your pores on screen 90 times bigger than they really are. That shine, that artificial shine that a grease or film or whatever will give you shows up way worse on a monitor. (laughs) Even in some of my fights, they'll record them and I sit there. It's like you can really see the shine of the Vaseline on the face. Mm -hmm. And it's not like a pro fucking UFC kind of recording deal here. It's just some guy with a little video camera who loads them up afterwards. Yeah. It's getting so sneaky for those guys to try and do stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're hiring some, if you're a professional fighter and you're hiring a voodoo witch doctor to get an edge, it's like, fuck that. Yeah. It's like, you're not, you need magic or you're trying to get magic. I've never, I've never understood that kind of, like, I understand getting an edge. I understand steroids more than I understand a, a voodoo witch doctor. Well, there's a couple. There's this fight promotion down in Sheboygan I fought for. It is so sketchy, man. They don't do doctor's tests. They don't require blood tests. And oh, they'll pair you with someone who's like 30 fucking pounds heavier. Oh. Who's, who's running that athletic committee? I'm not going to go there for fucking other reasons in case. Yeah, I guess we got to work for him. I, I got to get paid somehow. Yeah, yeah, understandable, understandable. But and like you were saying with the king of the cage here, I fight for this guy called Big John. He charges a little bit more than king of the cage does, and he sells out. The last event king of the cage did in... December at the Kuwaiting Casino. Not even 400 people. Oof. 
Big John sells out every time, and we're amateur fighters. Yeah. And we're beating out these pros. Well, the proper promoter, I mean, I know from wrestling, the proper promoter can either raise a promotion that's tanking to awesome heights, or it can take a promotion that's doing really well and just fucking sink it. Just fucking sink it. King of the Cage is never going to come back to Kuwait. I know, it doesn't sound like it. I mean, with that kind of draw, I'd just be like, yeah... Yeah, you got about three years before you can even, like, you know, apply to come back. We had a lot of fucking local fighters on that card, too. But that was the only reason I'd go. Go see yeah. my friends fight. Yeah, go see a couple of your buddies get punched the fuck out. Yeah. It, it Kuwaitin is no place for that kind of promotion. No. I didn't. I went and saw Cinderella there, and I was like, well, shit, this is kind of ridiculous. Like, I mean, I... Was it... Did they put it in the Dream Maker? Yeah, the Dream Holy Makers. Holy fuck. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I saw them. I saw Cinderella in the Dream Makers. And it was just like... It's just chairs. There's no, like... There's no good... It's just that... It's just a, a room with a stage, it's sort a, of. It's a good place to go for a concert, because it's an intimate... You kind of... No seat's a bad seat. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna... You're close. Yeah. You're within 200 feet wherever you are same for the fights it's awesome especially if you get this fucking stand on the stage okay. sit up there and look down in it best view in the house man okay so yeah okay i guess if they yeah if they put the cage on the floor yeah like in the middle kind of thing, yeah i guess that could that's sense. how they do yeah. it yeah i could yeah i mean the, the, those promotions wouldn't be around if they're not making money but there's certain places where you you kind of have to make money to prove your worth kind of thing and like if you can't make money at the dream makers there's there's nothing to do up here no. like so if you're if you're not selling out or getting close to capacity if you're not hitting 75% or higher at dream makers for whatever promotion you're doing you're probably not going to do well anywhere else because there's fuck all to do here and everybody comes out for events well big john has his partner robin who does berserker mma mm -hmm. good friend of ours we fight for him all the time and he just held the first event at the Rankin arena here in town last april i fought on that place was fucking packed like you couldn't walk with all the people there that's awesome Meanwhile, the fucking city won't let us ho host it at uh, the SR. The city wants nothing to do with the fights. Yeah. And if yeah, we but... could pack out an arena that's almost the same size, just a little bit smaller, think of it. If they brought in two UFC fighters in town just to sign autographs and that, SR would fucking sell out. Well, uh, yeah. Wasn't Cat here? Uh, uh, Misha Tate. Yeah, Misha. It was Misha. Misha and uh, Brian Caraway. Yeah, they they made some places some decent cake. I mean, oh, I, pe I got my picture out. with her. Yeah, people come out because there's nothing to do here. I mean, fucking our our wrestling things before at when we were doing well, we're drawing four to six hundred people. Yeah. Nowadays, before I quit, the last attendance was like thirty eight. 
well, you guys got beat out by that other promotion that came to town too. That's CIWA or whatever the hell it was. That yeah, that that's. But they were before, bringing in big names yeah, and. That's before you guys were more of a I'm just local. So glad I have nothing to do with that anymore. Oh, so glad. Moving on, moving on, moving on. I remember going to the fucking Sleepy's Mattress place in town where they were holding the wrestling because Rhino was in town. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I was loving every second of it. Yeah. There's been some ridiculous promotions that have come through here, like, other other than us. I mean, I can name three off the top of my head, CIWA, CWE, and BSE. And all those dudes get d- gimmicked. Yeah. Did, did a gimmick of some kind. They they pulled a rhino for one. Kamala in a ladder match, which they did a week after us at Terran Taurus. Yep. They, they uh, held it out at Terran Taurus. Yeah. A week after we did a match, or our show, which had a ladder match in the main event at Terran Taurus. <laughs> and then uh, BSE had... Uh, Leahy and Randy from the Trailer Park Boys. Yes, they did. That was hilarious. I got to meet those guys. Uh, Pat and John, if you're listening out there, fucking love the new seasons and shit. Uh, rest in peace, Philadelphia Collins. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, don't, that's the thing about wrestling, uh, or professional, independent, whatever you want to call it, wrestling. It, you gotta sell, like, gimmicks. Oh yeah. That that's kind of the problem. But I mean for for wrestling, independent wrestling now, I have to give them a shout out. Uh my friends at Deathproof Wrestling. They have some of like the most ridiculous goddamn good wrestling that's been, you know, around in the past long time in Ontario, taking some of the best talent uh, from across everywhere, fuck. Uh, I mean, Jesse Amato, one of my friends, uh, wrestled at JCW's Bloody Mania at the Gathering. Uh, thank you, Kevin Gill. Shout outs, of course. Um, and he, I mean, Jesus Christ, he's one of like the the main talents there, and like they just put themselves through so much. Shit, it's like ECW in, like, the glory days, but it's modern, and it's got comedy, which is good, but I like that it's, you know, it's separate from MMA. Like, MMA doesn't need comedy and gimmicks and shit, and that's almost what I don't like when people start, like, overhyping matches and shit like that. Like, Conor McGregor. I'm not... Oh, I love that guy. I'm not the biggest fan of his hype. I'm a big fan of his fists. I I just... Like, you don't have to be that... I mean, you're Irish. I get it. I totally fucking get it. I love listening to him talk, though. He's so funny. Did you hear he went... Or did you see the tweets or anything about when he called out Seamus? Yeah. Yeah. Then they all went... Then he said, okay, let's go to the bar after. Yeah, yeah. Shirts off, back to back, just like in (laughs) Ireland. It's like, oh, okay, fuck. I guess they're friends now. But I mean, I would, like, how, how, what is he? 155? McGregor? Yeah. No. No? He's uh, 145. 145. Okay. Well, Seamus is like 200 and some. I mean, like, goddamn. 
yeah, wrestling is, you know, there there's predetermined outcomes and shit, but I mean, a kick to the face is still a kick to the face. Awesome. <laughs> like when you when you're, you know, 200 plus some and you're kicking 140, it's you kicking me in the face. <laughs> like I don't care how much I've trained, like if you kick me in the face, it's going to hurt like a motherfucker. I had this one friend come up to class a couple of times. And he was all right. He was really into uh, more of the stand-up. Mm-hmm. And I kept telling him, you got to throw leg kicks. Trust me, you got to throw fucking leg kicks. Yeah, that's got to be your butter. And what he said to me, he's like, uh, uh, leg kicks are more of a tool than a weapon. Oh. Oh, my fucking God. What is a, what is a weapon but a tool? I, I kicked him so hard. I bruised the bone in his leg. The whole side was just purple. He wasn't walking for days. Good. He deserves it. It's like, you gotta listen to me. Yeah, I mean, leg kicks are... Look at Rampage. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Leg kicks will fuck you up. And, you know, you, you don't chop the tree at the top. No. Everybody likes that knockout. But at the same time, you gotta chop the tree down. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I, I don't. I've never been one to, like, yeah, of course, I'm impressed by the the one punch or the one kick, fucking knockout. Like it's almost like a human nature thing. It's just like, oh, yeah, oh shit, yeah, you want to see it, and you want it to be you. But I mean, I would, if I'm in a fight with somebody. And, I, you know, you're in an actual, actual fight that, you know, not competition or anything. You're looking to inflict damage on a person. I want to inflict the most damage. I want to take your legs out. Then I want to leg lock your knees. I, I want to, I want, you know, you want to inflict pain and punishment. What's the best way? Don't let them walk. Well, that's the biggest thing, too, now. Everybody says, uh... Sport jiu-jitsu is just as effective as Brazilian jiu-jitsu in the street. Like, fuck it is. You do not want to be <laughs> on your back in a fight. No. If you're out in the street, you don't know how many of his friends are with him. You no. do not want to be at, on your back trying to do one of your fucking barren bolos. No. Or, yeah, worm guard. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, let, let's let's see it. No, of course not. And, I mean, I mean, here, I'm going to, I'll become fanboy again and... I mean, if you're going to be on your back, you might as well pull rubber guard. If if you end up on your back, the first thing I would think or hope to think of is, okay, get the foot on the hip and start wrapping the other leg around the back. You know, get get that right arm down and trapped. Get that foot right behind the neck and grab it. Yeah, you just, and just, you know, start locking their weapons down. You know, take the arm away, take the head away. You know, that's why things are called, you know, stoner control, crackhead control. It's like, you know, if you had a zombie that's not, you know, leaking on you, like an infected or whatever, you know, 10th planet is fucking very effective for, you know, neutralizing the weapons of, you know, that type of attack, you know, bites and things like that, if you can get under the neck. I mean, if you fuck up, you're done, because you just put your forearm in the mouth. Well, this is what uh, my head coach, Sangubom, told me. He's like, in an MMA fight, you could be a black belt, you get punched in the face once, you're now a brown belt. 
you get hit again, you're a purple belt. And it slowly progresses down until you have no idea what the hell you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard that before. And, yeah, that's It's one true. Of, yeah, that's one of my favorite fucking sayings, things things I've heard. Like, And, yeah, it is true. I mean, I've been punched in a wrestling match, and it's just like, oh, that wasn't supposed to fucking happen. And, you know, you lose the spot for a second, and just, you know... It's the brain. The brain's not... The brain was never developed to take a beating. Like, it, it's our central nervous system. Like, your your computer's motherboard was never made to be thrown across the room to start up. No. <laughs> like... But in my last fight, that was my plan. Take the guy down and work my submissions in that. I'm very comfortable off my back. I always have been in... That's just how my jiu-jitsu game is. Mm-hmm. So... When I took him down, he kind of had the double overhooks on my arms. And I'm hitting him with my shoulder, and the ref stood us up. I took him down again later on, and he reversed and got in my guard. And that's when I was thinking, fuck yes. <laughs> but I'm getting hit at the same time, and it's everything I was planning, he'd hit me, and I'd forget. Mm. You lock up a Kimura, and he's hitting you, and it, it's like, fuck what what do I do now? And you're trying to listen to your corner, but your head's too busy being smashed off the fucking canvas. You can't hear him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you you get lost sometimes, and that's when you know you just you have to autopilot. Re- yeah, you have to rely on your training and all the drills. That's why you've drilled just to make make sure that even once you're hit that that movement is instinct, that your body just does that, you know, that roll off of, you know, the, the left sh- or the right shoulder or whatever once you're in that position. It's just, you know, it's, it's what becomes natural to you. And the more of those instinctual skills you can, you know, ingrain in your DNA, that's actually one thing that they're uh, looking at through uh, genetics and shit is like the combat arts and what kind of awesome DNA that good fighters have left their children. Look at the Gracie family. Oh, absolutely. Like, tell me that doesn't fucking exist. One dude gets a martial art, becomes a master of it, and literally every one of his descendants is a murderer in that martial art. Like, like, of course. You ever watch uh, Cron Gracie roll? Yeah, yeah. They no Baron Bolos, no Spider Guard, nothing. No, nope. all Just fundamentals. Just to the basics. All fundamentals. And he taps everybody out. Mm-hmm. What do you think about uh, that uh, that guillotine off the off the side? That controversial guillotine. Uh, he taps. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he won. He fucking won. I mean, jujitsu is not. It it doesn't matter. Like it's supposed to just keep going. We get that all the time, too. Like, if you come roll with uh, the guys from Bama, compared to other clubs in town, we've had a couple of them come up and say, oh, you guys roll dirty. Jiu-Jitsu is not meant to be nice. No, it's, yeah. We're top game heavy. We like to get on top of you, grind you out, make you give whatever up. Yeah. Yeah, I want your arm. You'll give me your arm eventually. I'll force you to give me your arm. Yeah. Yeah, like that that's the Well, if you want to end a fight against someone who, you know, against anyone, yeah, grinding them out is 
the best way to do it. Like, yeah, you could you could stand up and strike with somebody and whatever, but you're gonna you're risking. There's just not enough reward for that risk, in my opinion. I mean, striking, of course, is important, but it to me, it's only thirty percent uh, of you know a necessary fight game. Oh, well, it's called mixed martial arts for a reason. Yeah, you gotta know your boxing, your kickboxing, your Muay Thai, jiu-jitsu, judo, wrestling. Mm-hmm. It all ties in. Yeah, because you don't know, like, well, and yeah, it's evolved, it did another evolution, like, in the very first days, like, it was, like, one martial art, like, one dude who practiced one martial art for all his life, or whatever, versus, like, a fucking street fighter, or whatever. Oh, I love that. Like, those ridiculous fights, and then it was like, okay, well, this guy's a black belt, and he knows Muay Thai. Like, do you, like, I remember when, like, yeah, if you were a black belt, you were, like, unstoppable for, like, nine months. And then, like, the next year, uh, a wrestler would just pound out the jujitsu dude. And then there was a dude who, like, studied two. And it's like, holy shit, this dude knows Muay Thai and jujitsu. Oh, God. What's he gonna do? Is he gonna, like, fucking do a flying knee? Or is he gonna, like, tie you up on the ground? Like, you'll, you'll never know. And then now there's dudes who know, like, four to six different disciplines and it's so goddamn important because you don't know who like it's a worldwide sport now like yeah very few still very few americans are learning sambo still to this day very few of them i think it's it's still a, a cold war fucking thing but i mean sambo is effective as a motherfucker like to learn because if you fight a russian that's what they're going to use. Well, it's like anything, right? It's like wrestling versus jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. Jiu-jitsu versus sambo. Yeah. There's always going to be that comparison. Mm-hmm. You can watch MMA all you want. It's never going to answer that question. No. No. One day the wrestler is going to win, then the next day the fucking jiu-jitsu guy is going to tap him out. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's what I like. I like how like it, it goes in like phases. Like wrestlers, or it did. It went in, like, phases. It was, like, wrestlers would dominate, then jiu-jitsu dudes would dominate, and then, like, one or three Russian dudes would come over and kick a couple asses, and then they'd get dominated, get, you know, their visas would get, you know, expired or whatever. (laughs) You know what I absolutely love? Those people who sit there, oh, I'm a black belt in jiu-jitsu, and you can go fucking buy a black belt online at yeah. MMA Warehouse for 20 bucks. Yeah, I saw one of the coolest belts, actually, that I want to buy, and it's I, I, have no, I have no you know qualms buying it without you know getting my ranking or whatever, but it's a half black, half white belt. Is it the barred one? No, it's literally split. Just in it, It's like somebody cut a black belt and a white belt in half and sewed the two halves together. Just like my wrestling pants yeah. and my gimmick and everything. That's the only reason that I want to buy it. But, uh, yeah, I, I saw that one belt and then like, it was like listing and then a whole bunch of different fucking belts, like belts I had never even seen before. Uh, like diagonal cross or diagonal stripes on the, like in the mid back area and like that's supposed to mean something i guess and then they were like you can order your own custom belt and then there was like ones that almost looked like racing stripes and i was like well that that's kind of funky yeah, like i'm still a white belt in jiu-jitsu i've got four stripes i'm just about ready for blue mm-hmm. and 
I'm tapping out purple belts in another t- club in town. You know why? Because they were training somewhere else. I'm not going to say the name of the said club. And they got tired of being white belts, so they gave themselves blue belts and opened up their own little oh, place. Does, does does that place rhyme with Macy's? Maybe. <laughs> it, it was unreal. That's actually, yeah, I have you here. Let's talk about that program for a second. What the fuck? <laughs> like, you can just enter, you can just send in some results, and they're like, okay, yeah, you're a blue belt. How stupid is that? Like, oh, yeah, you're a purple belt. Okay. It was one thing to have, like, the, the garage uh, accommodate or uh, acted, whatever. You know, when you, they get the licensing for the garage and they allow them to do whatever, whatever. That kind of shit. Uh, that that was kind of cool. But you can't just be allowing, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, you sent in a YouTube video of yourself doing, you know, 75 shrimps and you drilled you for go... three minutes with your buddy. If you go into that club on the wall, it says blue belt requirements in a list. You go take a picture of that, put a video camera and record yourself doing those moves. Send it in. They'll give you a blue belt. Oh, my. That's incredibly bad. Like, okay. I mean, let, let, let's take it a step back to, to Metamorris and, and all the controversy there. Um, for all the times that Eddie Bravo's been, you know, called out for, you know, ruining jujitsu with weed and whatever and conspiracy theories, like, first of all, weed has been scientific, marijuana and CBDs have been scientifically proven to help take the lactic acid out of your muscles, therefore allowing you to train harder or again. Yeah. Like... Who doesn't like that? Like that 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 feeling has made me stop working out every time. That's the only thing that stops me from working out. If I blow a joint and I don't get that pain for twenty percent longer, I'm getting you know twenty percent better gains because I'm working out that much longer. That's awesome. Oh, and it's also you know been scientifically shown or scientifically the. Uh, anecdotal evidence from India and blah 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 showed that using hash before yoga helps open everything up and Eddie Bravo is a big proponent of yoga most jiu-jitsu players are well they've developed their own kush yoga flow so they're utilizing all three things to help their jiu-jitsu like for someone saying that he's trying to ruin jiu-jitsu because of one thing I mean, you're handing out blue belts, purple belts, brown belts. I don't know if you can get your black belt for free, but I mean, or whatever it costs. But I, I mean, I don't know if you can mail in for your black belt. But I think that's a personal test. Yeah. It has to be. Uh, yeah, you would. Ha- you if would have you to, fucking you have to send a video a in. And they give you a black belt. I give up on jujitsu right fucking now. Yeah. What's What's the point? Like what? Are you? I don't know. Like, what are you? What are you saying? Like, what's that say about somebody? Well, we did a tournament in town not too long ago, and my buddy Chad, he's a fucking beast on the ground, man. Mm-hmm. He had uh, two stripes on his white belt, and he goes up against uh, 
some white belt, not even a stripe on him. Goes the entire match. Chad loses it. We'll get to this later because this is a fucking another story. But uh, then the very next day, this guy's wearing a blue belt. Oh, like the next week. I actually had that happen when I was uh, when I was in Shotokan. But yeah, continue. And uh, it's been two years since that uh, tournament. Chad's got four stripes. He's not even ready for a blue belt, and this guy's almost a purple. Oh Jesus! Yeah, you. It takes years for belt progression, like in my opinion. Like, and I and I'm somebody who likes, you know, accolades and accommodate, like getting. Why do I keep saying that? Jesus Christ! Getting, you know, uh, you know, reassurances in that, you know, what I'm doing, I'm doing well, and whatever. But uh, yeah, belt progression in martial arts—that's something that should take a it's fucking It's given long to you time. for a reason. Yeah, yeah. There's a uh, because you're get, if you're giving somebody a purple belt and they get fucked up on the street, what does that say? That your purple belts are useless against like uh, an ordinary street fighter? Our head club is down in Burlington. We went down there last uh, June. To roll with some of the guys. There's this guy about your size, not very big. <laughs> Fucking uh, Matt Garland's his name. Purple belt. He rolls with me. Uh, why do I even try? <laughs> he's just so relaxed. He just looks like he's singing when he's rolling with me. He's planning like 30 steps ahead of whatever I'm doing. Yeah. Then I go roll with these guys and I'm beating him. It's like something's wrong. Something's totally fucking wrong here. Yeah, I well, that's that that's exactly it, right? Like giving people like the, this. Uh, I don't know. It's not a false sense of security. Like it's a false sense of of skill of uh, you know of accomplishment. They 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 haven't. They obviously have not done the work. No. To uh, or their their teacher is incompetent. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you, you you can go to the dojo and decide yourself. Um, but I mean, actually, one of my uh, friend's daughters trains at the place that we were talking about. And when I saw her get her blue belt, I was like, what in the serious fuck? How old is she? Uh, she can't be 18. She's got to be under 18. That's unreal. How long has she been training? Well, the thing is, is the place hasn't even been open long enough to give out. Maybe now I'd say that they have been open. They've been open for what? Two years, a year and a half? That's what I'm saying. Like, nobody's been there long enough to even get stripes. You can get stripes every six months. Okay. Yeah, two years, four stripes. Yeah, if you're lucky. Yeah, if, you, if you're putting if work you, If you're in, putting the work in... You'll get four within maybe two years. Yeah. They say it takes four years on average for someone to get their blue belt. Yeah. And it should. It should take four years because that means you've done, like, you're you're putting your dues in. Like, in wrestling, I, I will compare almost everything to wrestling because that's what my life was. But, I mean, Bread and butter. Yeah. Your first year in, you don't get to do shows. Like, you don't, you get to fucking help set up the ring and you get to be training dummy and you get to fucking get hit and fucking bumped on and shit. You don't get fuck all. You get to set up. 
Yeah. I've been doing jujitsu for three years. I'm not even a fucking blue belt. Yeah. Someone does it for six months and is one. Yeah, and that that's the thing. Like, you can't be training young girls that are doing it specifically for self-defense. Like, what, are you seriously going to barambolo on Sault Ste. Marie streets? Summer or winter, what's going to be the better idea? We've got the saying, Bama don't bolo. <laughs> I lo- that's awesome. I we, fu- we refuse to do the barambolo. I saw it when uh, MG in Action was covering it. Whatever, whatever month that was, I was just like, "Oh, holy fuck!" I didn't think he was like, "Sure, sure, you should learn it because every once in three years you may end up in that position." But don't focus on that. Do not make that your fucking specialty. You know how easy that is to fucking nullify. Yeah, from the <laughs> Delahiva, you fucking push your knee in. Yeah, just you know, maybe you know, jump back. Hell, I I haven't seen you, it. You gotta but, watch that though. But like. The uh, a heavyweight. I haven't seen it, but if a heavyweight was in that, can he not just diving punch and just like kick his leg out with enough strength? If the Delahiva's in uh, hook properly, it's a pain. Okay, I'm s- somebody like Frank Mir, who's very top heavy and just uses that top heaviness just to pendulum. I mean. Sure, you're going to get the resistance, but I mean, at a certain point, your legs are going to be... Squat down and pressure into them. Nullify the Delaheva hook. Yeah, yeah. Then start fucking raining blows. Yeah, it's just, it's such a fucking silly... It, I think... It, the only reason I train it is so I know when these guys are trying to hit it on me. Yeah, it's it's only... Yeah, it's something that you might hit on somebody who doesn't know jujitsu. Who's gonna like keep trying to stand up for no reason? But it just it doesn't seem. I I I would never play jujitsu that way. I wouldn't want. I wouldn't be in that position to be. I wouldn't want to be in that position to be barambolo'd, and I wouldn't want to be in that position doing the barambolo, because there's just, in my opinion, way better ideas and. Uh, roots to get and it's so risky yeah that's that's the thing if his if i I mean i don't know if if i i've been axe kicked before like really bad and i haven't seen that either but i'm just waiting for it like see it on fucking world star some kid pull a delahiva not get it all the way and the other kid just lift his fucking head foot or foot and just rump and you got no nose and face left like that's the thing against you ju- playing jujitsu, barambolo. You know, maybe, maybe useful. Maybe, maybe. I'm just saying. Maybe you're shaking your head. I'm just saying it may be useful, but in a street fight, it is next to useless. Because like you're gonna be, you know, grinding on pavement. He can do whatever he wants. Like you don't, you know. There's no rules. He'll just pull. Yeah, pull up your shirt and pink belly you. You ever seen that video online? Uh... This guy's coming out the other with a knife, and they're showing how to defend it with a barambolo. No. Oh, my what? God. We have uh, this buddy who does jiu-jitsu, Faden. He's an MNR officer. He does all the knife training. He's, and he's like, if this was to really happen, I could have sliced you like 40 times. Yeah, that's incredible. That's that's. And they're wild. saying that's the most effective thing. Who's saying that? Who? Like it's unreal. Which do okay? If your dojo tells you this, I don't care where you are. 
you run away, you ask for your money back from this month, and you run. Because that's, no, no, no. You need to neutralize the the wrist first and the elbow. When you know what you train for that? Hapkido. Yeah. Yeah, so anything anything but the barambolo in that in that situation you should have trained literally you know clown college probably would have helped you out better because at least you'd be able to juggle hopefully you could juggle something at them like i said earlier on if you're in an actual street fight you do not want to be on your back no no that's the last place you want to be i mean like even using rubber guard you don't want to have to use rubber guard but you want it in your wheelhouse you want to be able to if that guy gets you to that position but that's not you know that's not where you want that's not you know your desired location no of course not because yeah you never on the street you never know who's coming where what direction like i i know that from personal experience getting kicked in the fucking head being jumped well yeah you don't know how many of his buddies are with him no and that's the thing they might not even be buddies nowadays people are so fucked up when i got jumped well that's the thing right like i got sucker punched a couple times i tripped on my coat i had a trench coat fuck you judge me um slipped on some ice smacked my head as i'm starting to get up a dude just fucking runs up and boots me Right in the fucking head. Like, I, I remember distinctly just seeing the Lugs logo. And it's like, time slowed down. It was just like, motherfucker. And then, boom, just feeling cold rubber on my jaw and cheek. It was just, oh, that's horrible. That's the, that's the thing. Like, with it's getting even worse now. That was before Worldstar. Well, my buddy was saying, uh, there was this one time this guy tried to pick a fight with him on the street. And he just kind of threw him to the ground, and and my buddy reversed it, mm-hmm. and he got in guard. Then this old lady comes out from a store and starts beating on him because it looks like he's being uh, the aggressor. Yeah, just because I'm winning doesn't mean I'm a dick. <laughs> he just didn't want to be on his back. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that that is kind of funny how the person winning normally is the person that gets attacked by the third party. Oh, absolutely. Like, obviously it makes sense. Like, whatever. But, I mean, you don't know what was going on. Like, what if that dude had a knife and then you're just like, you start beating on the victim? Like, what the fuck? Like, what's the logic there? There is none. Yeah, like... (laughs) Don't get involved. Yeah. If it's, like, a truly, like, this kid's getting his fucking head caved in, stop it. Yeah, like, you... But if the guy's sitting there and just kind of holding him down, that should signal something. Yeah, yeah, like, you you know what a fight looks like, god damn it, you know what it looks like. If a dude, you know, if you're, if they're yelling at each other, leave them alone. If one dude's gurgling you know, prop his head up. Like, there's so much of, there's so much violence in the media nowadays for somebody to be ignorant on that subject is almost, in my my opinion, that's kind of criminal. Yeah. Like, you should know what a fucking fight looks like and everybody should be 
like, I mean, I was ta taught in health class how to, you know, resuscitate and do all that kind of shit if, uh, you know, needs be for people, and then went on to get my CPR later on, whatever. But, I mean, that's, that's basic skills. Like, a, a fight, the only symptoms you're getting out of a fight are symptoms that you could get anywhere else. A knockout, well, you could fall and get knocked out and be bleeding. So you should be able to, you know, mm -hmm. help somebody in that situation. Somebody who's, you know, choked out, choked, asphyxiation. You should be able to, you know, Heimlich or, you know, get to figure out how to, you know, get blood back going to the brain or whatever. Th these are, you know, basic life-saving things. If you know that, then you know that a right hook to homie's jaw and he's still standing, there's no reason to break it up. So don't get fucking involved. Like I said, it all depends on the violence aspect of it, too, right? Yeah. If it's getting to the point you think this guy's going to die. But, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if they're both standing and they're both yelling at each other and they're just Don't know, worry drunk, about it. Yeah. But, I mean, of course, if, you know, homie's on the ground and, you know, it's been two minutes and the aggressor <laughs> hasn't stopped kicking him, it's like, okay, well, may maybe, maybe he's had enough. Come on. Come on. I give it, like, three unanswered kicks, and it's done. Uh, understandable. Or, you know, if there's children around, there's there's a whole bunch of environmental factors, of course. Oh, absolutely. And that's what I love about the cage, right? Yeah. Yeah. I can get in there, and I can just pound on this guy. And I can do it until the ref says, okay, enough. Yeah. But it's also vice versa. I could be sitting there thinking, get him off me, get him off me. Yeah. Yeah. That That's always, yeah. That's a that's a thing that that a lot of people don't. Uh, I don't think they really consider when they come into uh, a co a combat sport, wrestling or MMA. You're not always going to be the aggressor. No. No. There's always someone bigger, badder, and stronger than you are. Yeah, and they they're going to impose their will on you, and especially in wrestling, you have to give it up. You have to give somebody else their shine. Unless you're like a squash match fucking proponent that's only getting paid to do, you know, two-minute matches where you're taking one dude and it's three minutes of you just throwing him around. Those dudes really don't exist anymore. No. It's like, like, Big Show doesn't do that kind of shit. Like, big name dude, like, it's just over. Especially because of actually what we're watching right now. These, these fights have help destroy wrestling heavyweight mma matches that featured brock lesnar when brock lesnar has it and isn't now currently or was or who knows fuck what he's doing now jesus christ he's flip-flopping all over the place but yeah brock lesnar's helped destroy wrestling for the mma side what did you think of him coming over uh, he shouldn't have been given championship shots immediately i i don't like that when somebody comes in not a champion like you come in from wec and you're a champion yeah sure go t title to title if you want that's your choice like you are a champion you have that accolade you know you're coming in for you're being signed for a reason you know unify the titles if the if it's a company bought or something yeah but brock lesnar and just like, why isn't CM Punk getting a championship or title fight? Well, he will. Well, well, there, you're, the big difference is Brock Lesnar is, you know, 
NCAA or Div, Div 1 whatever champion. Brock Lesnar's a one-trick pony, but he is so fucking good at that one yeah, trick. Yeah, he's so good. Like, that, that's, that is a katana that has been folded and folded and folded millions and millions of layers. Just so razor sharp. Just, but yeah, that record right there. That That's why he shouldn't be main eventing. For those who don't know, we're watching uh, the first Frank Mir versus Lesnar fight. Yeah, but... I don't think he should have fought Frank Mir. No, I, I don't. But, I mean, fuck, who else is he going to fight at that size? Like Frank for, Mir is one of the best heavyweights to ever well, come out of the UFC. This is what I, I've kind of been saying online. The UFC can't pull this bullshit anymore of doing, like, buying Brock Lesnar and CM Punk. They're supposed to be the best fighters in the world. Well, if you're buying this wrestler, especially CM Punk, because he has no prior, you know, greatness to him. At least Brock Lesnar, before he joined wrestling, was a champion and, you know, doing football. From what I hear, Punk had a background in Kempo. That's the fifth martial art I've heard somebody else hear that he's had. Well, Mir's got a background in Kempo, too. It's yeah. a very unorthodox way of striking. It is, but but here's the thing. In one of the WWE articles, uh, Punk said that he trained in Muay Thai. That's where he got his... Uh, his flexibility, well, his, his kicks. And... The, it, it, it sold him on the, the flying knee and using Kenta's finisher. Yeah. The go to sleep because that's not his finisher. He didn't come up with that. That's not even like, and he took the name of it too. Like when you steal somebody's move, change the name. No, you've kept it the exact fucking same. See, you can do that in wrestling though. Well, you can't do that in MMA. A knee bar is still a fucking knee bar. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, you you put a dude up on your shoulders, you throw him in the air, and you deliver a giant knee, and you call it the exact same thing a dude in Japan calls it, and it's not like. Like, if, if an indie dude, well, I, that's why he did it, kind of thing. He couldn't use the Pepsi plunge and whatever. It doesn't matter. But what I was saying is at least Lesnar had athletic, you know, accolades. Like, he was a champion. Yeah. He had, you know, somebody else had called him a champion prior to him even joining football. And then WWE training and all that shit. And even then, he still had to do basic training for WWE. Like, that is some rough shit. If you've never seen it, you can look it up online. Uh, there's many videos and like about uh, the developmental uh, communities that are like OVW shit like that. Um, Deep South. Uh, but Ring of Honor. Well, they're they're actually their own now. They got syndication. Oh, did they? Yeah, they're in my opinion they're the worst of of the big names because they're. It, it only looks like they've got, like, five dudes running handy cams. Yeah. And it's just, that that's bad. I don't, I'm proud of them, sure, they got there. But, I mean, they have no, they have no talent left anymore because they got poached. But, I mean, whatever. That I mean, that's, 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 I mean, that's neither here nor there. That's, that's really, that, that industry is taking a major hit because of MMA. And, uh. Well, uh. Everybody's transitioning. Yeah, like Rogan. Pro football says it. Tra- 
players are coming into MMA yeah. now. Yeah. Well, like Rogan said it uh, to Tony Hinchcliffe went because Tony Hinchcliffe got offered uh, a writing job from WWE Creative. And uh, him and Rogan were talking about it on one of the episodes, and he's like, "Don't, you, like, don't you like to, like the, you know, all, all the fun about it?" And he's like, "No, I like MMA because it's real. I don't like it. If you're gonna fucking punch each other, actually punch each other." Yeah. But I'm, that's where Rogan doesn't understand uh, the difference between professional and independent wrestling. I mean, you want to get real? Let's. Let's get real and have a death match. Like, what? There's a few things more grim than that. And I mean, of all the things that can happen in the cage, one thing that cannot happen is you cannot grab a piece of glass and break it over somebody's head or hit them in the head with a wrench or, you know, break a broomstick, throw them through a table, something like that. That might happen in a death match. And those kind of matches don't ever happen on, you know, live TV. There's probably good reason for it. Oh, Jesus. Chaos everywhere. But yeah, yeah, of course. They're, uh... We're in the... We're in the PG era. We can't, uh... We can't be having, like... Blood and guts and... That is one of the reasons I stopped watching it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why... Like when I when I got turned on I, to Japanese wrestling, it was like, oh my god, wrestling's awesome again because they don't give a fuck. Like Japanese deathmatch wrestling is incredible, but I mean American deathmatch wrestling is great too. I remember watching the McMahon's Big Show versus DX in the Hell in a Cell. Yeah. All of them just bloodied, and that was what I enjoyed seeing. Yeah, yeah. Those <sighs> the Attitude Era was, yeah. The truly the glory days of, of wrestling. I mean, yeah. That, it made it feel more real. Yeah. And, I mean, we have family nostalgia to help us, you know, with the early 90s and everything, getting into wrestling. But, like, jeez. Like, yeah, that was some of the best. It was, like, the best written wrestling. It had, like, that That was, you know, that's when, you know, they, they had competition. What what What's better than com- – what's better than – competition to breed ratings but i mean that i, I wouldn't say that uh is the, the case for mma would you uh, you've seen uh there's another promotion in michigan now they do tournaments oh yeah they just did a 145 pound tournament for uh, the belt this kid fought three times that same night oh that's dangerous i don't know if I how do you get the commission to go forward with that yeah yeah nowadays i mean that's the thing about tournaments like they just say it's a tournament and they're like all right well i guess they're gonna fight fucking nine times in a night it's like holy shit no no you can't be doing that Well, like you said with the wrestling it's it's scripted in there right yeah you know it's not most it hurts most of the time but you're not constantly really getting punched in the face well Again, depends on your indie the series who, and the guy who you're against and whether or not you've agreed. Like my last match, there wasn't a punch that you know didn't land. Yeah, I didn't miss. I didn't, like there's there was no light. I don't let light through. That's what we call it. Um, because I would rather apologize to my opponent after than have a shitty performance. Well, and... exactly. I can apologize to my opponent. I can buy him a beer, smoke him a joint, 
I can't apologize to the audience. No. And that's one of the worst things for the people who pay for the fights, too. Yeah. They come to see a fight like me and the last kid at the rink, and we went the full three rounds just bloodied and swinging. Awesome. And then the fight after us, the kid ran and wrestled and sat on top of the guy. What would you rather see? Well, I mean, if the kid's going for the win, I mean, you're going for the win. But I, I can mean, understand if you're going for the, the show. I mean, that's where you have to give incentives for fight bonuses and shit like that, I guess. Yeah. I, I, guess I couldn't... I will never be the type of fighter to lay on someone. Just to... Yeah, I'm not going to say that. If it comes down to the nitty-gritty in a title fight, last round, yeah, I'm going to lay on you if, and if win you're, it. If you're up on points, it's for, you know, you know six figures... Speaking of points, what do you think of uh, giving points for guard pulling? Um, for I think I think it would have to be. That's the thing, the judges, the way people judge is so fucked up. I think that's. I don't think it should be awarded. I I think it, I think it could be based on scenario, but. Like in a local jiu-jitsu tournament, this is how my buddy lost. Like I said, we'd get back on this subject mm-hmm. eventually. They were standing. He was shooting for the takedown. The other guy would shoot, but they couldn't just get him down. Mm-hmm. And this club that was hosting it was giving points for a clean guard pull. Wow. Okay. So my buddy Chad went to pull guard, but here's the thing. They all... Uh, Awarded the other guy points because he pushed him into a forward motion. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's, that's just dirty judging, that sounds like. that To me, I mean, I, I wasn't there, anything like that. Maybe, I'm just saying, could be sound maybe a little bias in there, a little bit. But, but I mean... My first... I don't think you should be... In, in, no, you know what? No, you shouldn't be getting points for pulling guard. That's that's not uh you should be getting points for transitions, uh sweeps, uh aggressive things. That's what, you know, it, it's it's uh it's a fight, not uh I don't believe in the point game. Yeah. I mean, there there's sure people are going to fight for points and shit like that and they're it can be argued that there's a place for it in a non... Like, these aren't go-till-you-know-you-drop fights. These are, you know, they have to be stopped eventually. No, but like in a jiu-jitsu tournament, I'm rolling to get the submission. Yeah. I am not going to sit there, okay, I held side for three seconds, there's four points, now I have mount, there's another four. Yeah, when you're, yeah, when you're point counting like that, and, yeah, just stalling for points, that... I I don't like that. That's when I I've shut off fucking. I'm sure you have shut off just jujitsu matches oh, yeah. online. Just oh, okay, Jesus fuck. You can see, you can almost see when it's gonna happen too. Like you watch enough of them, and just you'll see them looking up at the clock yeah, and counting how yeah, long. It's just like one, two. Okay, they look down, go back into their guard, or you know, buddy will say something to them. They'll talk shit, but yeah, I don't. That's what I like about Metamorphs. Yeah. Well, the one thing 
they have to figure out a proper stage for that. And I think jujitsu. I don't. I don't know why, but I think they should do it like the old. Remember how the old martial arts shows were, where they would do it in like this bowl kind of thing. Yeah. Like the Chuck Norris world. Yes. Uh, whatever. I think jujitsu would benefit from a bowl because it's hard to see the lateral movements. You're going to be, you're going to be moving around more than you know a continual sideways motion. Mm-hmm. You're going to go in a circle rather than off the fucking mat and shit like Kron. That that would have never happened if they were in a bowl, like yeah. where he can lean over the side because like. I don't, for anybody who doesn't doesn't know how physics work, if you're over an incline, if you're over uh, a ledge and you start inclining or declining yourself, and you're holding somebody's head, and you can extend farther than the ground originally was, well, that's you're putting way more pressure than was possible before on somebody's head, and. That's devastating when you're fucking a Gracie, Jesus. Like oh, he God. needed, like he needed any more leverage. But yeah, that tournament, my first match, I tapped the kid out in like thirty seconds with an mm-hmm. armbar. Took him down, went to side. He left his arm out, grabbed it. Second one, I kind of point played a little bit, <laughs> just because I knew I, I wasn't focusing on it. But I knew I was ahead in points, and I knew I wasn't going to tap him out within that time frame. So I, I kind of looked, and I was in guard. And I knew if he passed my guard, that was it. It's over. I pulled rubber guard, and I held that motherfucker <laughs> for the last 13 seconds just so he wouldn't get ahead on points. But here's where the shady judging comes in. Because at the club that was holding the tournament, I rolled with one of their guys last. We went until the last minute, and he, he caught me in an armbar. I didn't tap, and they stopped it. What do you mean they stopped it? They stopped it. They said, oh, for uh, health reasons, like safety reasons, we're going to stop it. I would have tapped out if I felt my arm was going to break. Yeah, who are you to ju- Like, it's not even... So and he that just, was just he just got you in the lock. He got me in the lock, but his hips my elbow was out of his hips. Oh. And they just they're like, "Oh no, no, call it, call it." Because I was in the position too long. What the fuck? That's ridiculous. I didn't it should be awarded if I tapped. Yeah. Or if I feel my arm's going to break, well, I'll tap I out. Mean, yeah, even breaking you in jujitsu not in MMA, but I mean in jujitsu, like you're supposed to be able to go through a break. It's to submission. Like if you break an arm, like there's been many recorded accounts of people breaking arms in jujitsu tournaments and still going. Yeah, Gracies have done it and then won. So I mean, if you're just getting in a position and they call it because you're, I don't, you could be what. I took a breath too long. What's too long? Like the reason they did it, and I swear by this, is so that one of their guys won it. Well, that that sounds dirty as fuck. Um, They've got a big ego there. Well, 
They've got a name to uphold. Uh, <laughs> they've definitely got it. Even the fight promoter hates them. Well, it's I've been I've been trying to figure out exactly what it would take to get uh, a tenth planet here, or you know one of the dudes from Toronto, you know to you know maybe move here or something. Yeah, good luck. Exactly. Why? Why would you move from Toronto to here? Look at the market in Toronto. Yeah, there's and not a big enough market here. We've got four clubs. Yeah, We've and got even that, us. We we they opened up quick. Oh, as yeah. soon as one opened up, they were like, oh, shit, there's a market. Well, Bama, we've been the Sioux's best kept secret. We've been around for five years. Then no one knew. Mm-hmm. Just now, with the fights coming into town, you're seeing us on the cards. We're doing the tournaments now. We're getting our name out there. But you've got Hoshin Sewell that's been around for ages. Mm-hmm. Steel City. And... <laughs> The Gracie Club. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's one more, but not important if I can't remember the name. Oh, yeah. Troop BJJ from out of Sudbury. Oh. Because they do runs up here and train with the Steel City Boys. Oh, okay. Well, I mean... Yeah, I mean, if you have a name like that, you you are you start off as the big fish in the little pond. You're gonna, you know, tri- but that's the thing about them. That's like they they they're fucking they're sneaky and fucking they pull chicken noises and like all the bullshit. And they're like, oh, you know, a real warrior would use any tactics possible. But then they would, you know, as soon as they get hit with it, it's like, oh, you're a dirty fucking jujitsu player. Dude, fucking figure out what you want out of life and, you know. You know what they fucking hate? Themselves? They're <laughs> self-hating? <laughs> but when I'm in an arm bar or an omoplata, you, a defense for it, you sit back. You sit on your ass, right? Mm-hmm. They'll tend to figure for their, their legs. You move the legs to your shoulder and you reach around and you grab that deep collar. Because mm-hmm. when you turn to pass and get out of the submission, you're far forearms right in the throat they hate that <laughs> that is the dirtiest fucking move to them i don't want you to feel nice yeah i get like i i get it like the, the gentle the gentle art and whatever but i mean there's gonna be people who are gonna take your gentle art and they're gonna fucking force fuck you with it like there there's there's ways to do jujitsu nicely, and there's ways to do jujitsu not nice. And the not nice way is always going to be the more effective way. Like, of course, you're <laughs> like you're you're grinding bone on bone, and you know mass and shit like that. And like you, that's just you know, it's science, it's physics. You like you doing like well, that's the thing you, you saw in Metamorphosis, just how Eddie Bravo just electric chaired hoiler like a fucking child yeah over and over again there was literally no defense and eddie's like this is shit i do day one like that means you haven't had a single one of your students in my dojo figuring out what i'm doing that's more insulting Uh, there's a lot of fucking snakes in town too right 
well, they, hey, this the, is this, we've this had the guys, city of it. We've had guys come from different clubs to try and steal our guys and say, oh, the, our club's better. You'll get your blue belt in no time. You're not a legitimate fucking blue belt then. Yeah. I want it to take long as balls. Like, in the old, you know, in the old Asian stories and shit, it's like 30 years to get your black belt. 25 years to get your black belt. Like, nowadays, 10 years because we're a consumer culture. What is it? It takes about, on average, 12 to 13 years to get your black belt in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. I mean, if you're somebody like Rogan or whatever. BJ Penn got his at four. Yeah. But that's just a freak who trained 24 hours a day. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, who is the Tom Morello? Yep. The guitarist from um, Rage Against the Machine and Audio Slave. He didn't know how to play guitar. And then he was like, I want to learn how to play guitar. So he picked up his guitar, and for 10 hours every day, he forced the 10,000 hours. So he's like, "I'm every day, 10 hours, this is going to be my job. Until my hands break, and then once they're healed, it's right back into it. Yeah. That's the only way to do something like that that quickly. You just have to live and breathe and eat and shit it just for four years straight. And then somehow just through osmosis of knowledge, you're just like, oh, okay, I'm a master now. Let's do it. <laughs> you're trapping arms underneath bodies, and you're like, I don't even need my other arm. No. <laughs> I When I do... When I get my girlfriend in with the the arm trap, and I mean from my own experience getting arm trapped, that is one of the most helpless fucking positions to be in on your back. When you've trapped your own fucking arm, you just feel like such a goddamn idiot. Because it's your fault. It's all, when you get arm trapped, it's always your fault the worst is when a uh, guy transitions from uh scarfold to north south because mm. then he takes that arm with you yeah and it's stuck and he pins you and it's like i have no idea what to do yeah i need this arm to get out <laughs> yeah and then yeah you're you're busy trying to elbow wiggle I don't know. <laughs> I, I got to push my hips and hope that you give me enough space so I sneak that out. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, there's so many goddamn facets to the ground game. It's so awesome that, like, positions exactly like that, that one position will be the bane of someone's existence. And another dude just, like, fucking put me all day, all day, baby. Put me there all day. And he's just like, yeah, do whatever you fucking want. And he's tapping you with your with his fucking legs. That's my buddy's half guard. Yeah. My trainer, Maurice, his half guard is so fucking good. Yeah. I'm scared to go in it. Legs like arms. Yeah. And he just knows how to trap it and set you up. Like, for me, it's a normal plot. I, I used to be so shitty at that and i drilled it and drilled it and drilled it every day now people know me at class for it because they know if they roll with me it's coming yeah i'm setting it up well that that's kind of that's the thing about learning skills right like you you drill something that you're shitty at and shitty at and then you're like oh this is how you do it and then you're like oh you start seeing the matrix and then you get you know three more and you're like oh shit 
there's cheat codes to this. I, I can just, like, whip my leg around. You can, like, generate way more force with that or whatever the case may be for the given submission or whatever. And then you want to start using that more and more. And then from, it's like we were saying, like, using the blacksmith analogy earlier, you take something that was just a lump of shit of coal and you've now turned that into a blade that you've honed and just because you've drilled it, it's just folded layers and it's just so fucking hard and sharp. You just, ah! Well, I do that whenever I teach a class. I, I think I'm, I let them think, uh, I'm giving them my worst position. I tell them all my secrets. Mm. I tell them this is what my worst position is. This is how I do this and this and this. This is what I'll set you up with. And they pick up on that. But that forces me to change my game and yeah. get better at it. Yeah. They think, oh, he's just telling us this. We're going to kill him now. Yeah. Wait until I learn. Yeah. Well, that's how you learn, right? Well, at, at your at your level, that's how you're that's how you got to learn. You got to put yourself in the shark tank. Yeah. Me and my buddy Joe, he's a two stripe blue belt. We dissect things like mad. We were working on a rear naked choke and I'm like, this just isn't working. If I put my hand here, how do I make this tighter? And we work, and we finally come up with a way. Oh, you just put your arm under the the armpit when he's uh, defending that hand and sit back. You're going to choke him. <laughs> well, then it's a, yeah, you just, like, the, the combat arts, like martial arts in and of themselves are just, they're so fucking interesting because everybody does them just a little bit different. And there's some people who are god awful at them. There's some people who are just incredible and they can get it through you know, like without drilling at all. They're just like, oh, okay, yeah, I can do that. I'm a super athlete. Well, my girlfriend trains jujitsu now too. Oh, does she? Yeah. That's awesome. She trains down in Ottawa and I harassed her. I'm like, you got to come try this. You got to come try this. Never would. One day she decides, I'll come watch a class. And she's watching it. And I always looked over. And you can kind of see her getting curious. Mm -hmm. now, she's a threat now. <laughs> That's good. And it's good that she trains out of town while she's in school because I don't know what her game's like. Oh, that, that's, so whenever that's she kind of interesting. So whenever she comes back, she'll pull stuff on me I've never even seen. That's super or, cool. Or what I wouldn't expect. And she just uh, she just recently uh, met Rory, eh? Yep, and she met Rory McDonald. Yeah, that's super cool. I was so jealous. It was unreal. Yeah. I bet that like that would. I'd be I'd be pretty pretty jealous too. I'd be like I'd be I'd be jealous and upset. I'd be like you got to meet Rory and be all. Uh, I'd also, <laughs> I'd also be upset on the opposite fact and be like, motherfucker, be like, no, 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 you're, you're my, no, like not that, you know, not, not that, you know, one would get upset like, oh. Well, you've seen Rory, the pictures but... of her with him? Yeah, that, that, I thought that was funny. That was cute as yeah. hell. And I'm looking at the picture and I see her cheeks are a little red. I'm like, oh, someone had a little crush going, oh, eh? Well, come on. That's a, that's, you know, physical specimen. <laughs> It's human nature. You just, She's you know. like, yeah, he was a little cute. Yeah. <laughs> I love that guy. That guy's a fucking, he's going to make some big waves. The UFC is punishing him, though. Yeah, yeah. All because he wouldn't fight GSP. Yeah. He deserves a title shot. I don't care what they say. 
I think uh, he's also getting uh, in trouble for a couple of the things that he said on Rogan's podcast. Like what? Uh, fuck, I don't have a list on me, god damn it. But just a couple of the things that he said, uh, I can see the UFC getting upset at in a way that would be... I don't know. The, the way that they would punish him would be childish. Well, come on. Just, Nobody wants to see the fucking trilogy fight right now. No. I, I want to see McDonald versus Lawler. Yeah. Like, we... Yeah, we've got a lot of dudes to fucking get through that need to fight. They need to prove themselves and yeah. get better and shit. And it's just like, holy... Like, why does Anderson Silva need to come back? Well, who's... Like, I, I get it. Who's Hendricks but... fighting now? He's going to fight Matt Brown for a number one contender fight. Yeah. He'll destroy Brown, his wrestling. I I like Matt Brown. He He's aggressive. I, but... I love Matt Brown, but... I can't I, see him pulling that one. No. No. I don't think Matt Brown's wrestling nor his striking uh, is on par. It's like putting Dennis Seaver up against Conor McGregor. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is. It was a walkthrough fight just to get him so he can fucking fight for the belt. Yeah. I mean, that. It, I guess that would kind of make sense. Like, give, you know, feed, you know, give the dog a, a feeding before the championship fight, but... Not Matt Brown. Matt Brown does it. I don't know. Like that. I don't want to take anything away from the guy. Like he is, you know, he's in uh, top whatever, and like he's a fucking goddamn good fighter. He's a, he's a he's an animal in the cage. But I don't know. Like I'm, I'm I'm not putting money on him. I'd like to see Carlos Condit come back. That would be dope. He's eyeing a May return. That would be cool. That would be good to see. Carlos Condit's a fucking animal. Does he stay in his weight class? He stays at 170. I think so. Okay. I guess, yeah. Makes sense. Because, I mean, there's... Well, shit. Hmm. In May... Oh, shit. Who's, um... They, they put up the... They put up the listings of yeah. uh, the fights. I think it would be a fight night. I'm hoping. So it's a free one and I can watch it. Well, I just... There's... A... Watch some bastard from the UFC is going to hear this and... Nope! <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be Saturday. Pay-per-views. But, yeah, I just... I don't know. I, I hope... I would love to see Condit come back because just like we're watching right now, we're watching Condit Campman one. Uh, like the guy just does not stop. He's he's never in a boring fight. No, there no, and that's the thing. That's I I, I I'm kind of a gambler in that way. That maybe maybe you just call it now. And not not risk having a boring fight, but I mean, you know, he's his own person. He's got to make money, you know, of course, all the power to him and whatever. But I mean, I just I would hate to see a shitty fight or him get really badly fucked up. I don't know. He almost knocked GSP out. Yeah, I would go for that rubber guard, but uh, I still think he lost to Diaz though. Yeah, uh, that's that would be the only. Uh, 
What do you think of Diaz's performance at this against Anderson? Oh, I so laughed. he he fought a dude that was on. Here's the th- okay. Why do they? How can you get in trouble for pissing hot after the fact for being high? And it stays in your system for thirty days. If you're a chronic user, yeah, which Nick is, sure, okay, it's oh, it's, there's no doubt about it. Oh, they Stockton motherfuckers, <laughs> um, yeah, there's no doubt that he's a chronic user and that it's definitely in his fat cells. So thirty to ninety days, uh, to get out of your system. But I mean, even so, what are the like what are the what are the enhancing effects that you can get that like his before his before test was fine it's his after test so he fought why would you test someone after the fight that's what i don't understand if his before test doesn't show and he obviously partied the night of who cares and it's weed it's not like you're, you're supposed to go and party after a fight yeah you can drink booze, which is detrimental to your muscle growth, whereas you can't smoke weed, which drains lactic acid out of your body at a faster rate. Calm the dude down. Yeah. Yeah. What? Oh, he didn't feel like he wasn't. You can't. You literally cannot be. You can't be high and fight. Like. <laughs> you seen that one picture on the line? Which one? You may be high, but you'll never be Nick Diaz laying down yeah. in front of Anderson Silva high. Yeah. Oh. That, that, like, even if he was, okay, if he was fighting high, Doc Johnson, or Doc Johnson, Jesus Christ, Doc, Doc Johnson. The Nevada the State Doc, Athletic Commission. Who, Doc, Doc, what the fuck's his name? The guy who pitched a no-hitter on LSD. Oh, yeah, Doc, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I can't remember his name. But, yeah, if he can throw a no-hitter on LSD, I'm pretty sure Nick Diaz can take a beating on weed. Like... Oh, that just made no sense to me. Like, you, you could, they can take aspirin. He doesn't take aspirin. Like, he doesn't... No, you're not allowed to. Oh, okay. oh ibuprofen. One of them. One of them you can take, one of them you can't. You cannot take Tylenol or Advil. Okay. I think ibuprofen, it, I don't think you're allowed that one either. Oh, okay. But, okay, say it's, like, I, I'd have to... I don't understand that either. Like, for its pain, pain relieving, but even so, it's after. I got punched in the face. Yeah, I'm going to smoke some weed. Like, what's, what's the difference between that and a, I, I can't put an ice pack on my face? Well, that's what I'm thinking. I've been in the... F- I know what it's like after a fight when your face is all swollen, your head's ringing. I want to go home and take a fucking Advil or two and yeah, lay down and relax. Yeah, stop the ringing. Yeah, that's totally understandable. And after the fight, that's what I don't understand. Like, sure, okay, like, you can argue contracts and, you know, whatever. He has a medical prescription. When else is he supposed to use it? He didn't smoke it right before the fight, tell you that much? No. And, like, even if he did, who the fuck cares? Like, that It is not a PED. No, it's not. Like, okay. Like, 
for all of its pain relieving shit, say say you got some kind of super stocked in weed that's never been like never been seen before and it's just medically grown for Nick Diaz with Nick it's part of Nick. They use part of his DNA in the, you know uh uh with the the Oh god, all the words in my head. Germination. That's the, that's it. The germination they use part of his DNA. Just say that it, upon smoking it that it numbed his whole body from impact. Even then, it's only going to do him so well. Yeah. Like weed doesn't do that. It's never done that for anyone on earth ever. It doesn't make you a superhero. It doesn't make you impervious to pain. If anything, it makes pain worse because you're hypersensitive. And, like, sure, you're, you may be more of a jokester or whatever, but everything that, you know, Nick Diaz has done, Nick Diaz did because of Nick Diaz. None of it was because of weed. That's yeah. all That's all Nick Diaz in there. That's swimming to Alcatraz and back and running fucking a billion triathlons a year. His cardio is fucking insane, just man. Ridiculous. 20 minutes of the heavy ba- or the the speed bag just that that video I I was embarrassed. Like I was like I can't there's no I can't I, I always feel in good shape leading into a fight then I'll watch one of their highlights and it's like oh, I got a lot more work to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot more fucking discipline. That, that that's my problem anyway. It's just discipline nowadays, but discipline is so mandatory, especially when you're cutting weight. Mm-hmm. My very first fight, I kind of put it off. Okay, I'm. Everybody I'm, gets a mistake. I'm about. I I can do this. I can do this. Day of the fight, I'm like 20 pounds over. Oh. I cut 20 pounds in under 24 hours to make, and it was the same day weigh-in. Oh. Whoa. I don't like same day weigh ins. I didn't know. Oh, it was, well, that's a hands a surprise too. But he said weigh ins is this day. I'm like, okay, perfect. And he's, oh, you're going to be fighting in three hours. Wait, what? Oh wow. <laughs> that was the worst beating I've ever taken in my life. I I couldn't think straight. That's brutal. My girlfriend Holly, she sat there. She's like. You'd be having a little laugh to yourself in the back, and we just kind of had to laugh along with you. They had no idea what I was talking about or anything. Yeah. Concussed? No. No? That was just because of the weight cut. Oh, okay, On On yeah. the drive there. Okay. Dehydrated and shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I remember because I was in the car in a sauna suit and sweater, just fucking sweating those last pounds out. That's brutal. Yeah, I have no... No dreams. Of uh, I looked fucking fantastic, though. I bet. But <laughs> I bet. I remember those days, just getting all fucking dehydrated and just. I look fantastic. Don't blow on me. I might die. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I have no dreams of competition anymore. It's just all skill work and having fun for me. And oh yeah, no more. Maybe you know. Maybe do a tournament or whatever, you know, a couple years, four or five years, maybe something. But those those dreams are over. I'm all, you know, I'm turning 25 this year. That doesn't, you know, it's not supposed to be old, but 
my body's been broken for the past nine years. I'm only wrestling. I'm only twenty, and I feel like I'm thirty. Yeah, yeah. Those my, my back is so sore all the time. Yeah, those impacts take it out of you. And I gotta give it to my girlfriend because she puts up with me for this. She has been so fucking supportive through my fights, the diet. She was dieting with me to help cut the weight. Oh, that's awesome. Normally, she'd sit there having a cheesecake laughing at me, but the last one, she was dieting with me. Well, that's kind of cool how she's taking it up now. Like, now, like, it, it'll, it'll really show. And then, like, one day, you guys may have kids or whatever, and then that foundation, that genetic foundation. I'm going to be walking down the aisle with my black belt around my waist. That's That's awesome. That that's super sweet. <laughs> like your kids, both of you being jujitsu freaks, and like those offspring will have that you know tendency to want to go towards jujitsu combat. I'm gonna arts, have mats in my basement. Yeah, being healthy. That's the thing. It, but you may not want them to be like you know totally combative, especially if you have girls or whatever. But you want them to be able to Why take care of themselves. Uh... Kyra Gracie. Yeah, well, my only, I don't know, it's just chicks who can fight. I don't want my kids to ever be like a Ronda Rousey kind of thing. Yeah, like, it's just through school and stuff like that. I just want, if I, if I had girls, that's the thing, I only have boys. If I had girls, I would want them to be able to take care of themselves, don't take shit from a guy. I want you to be able to beat up any guy you meet. But I don't want you to be overly aggro towards people. But I guess that's just, you know, that's the raising of the person. That's just the person. And that's one thing I laugh at because I tell her all the time. I'm like, I don't care how fucking good you get. I'm always going to be better because I started two years before you. <laughs> well, I don't know. You, should... you might get lucky and catch me a couple times, but as of that. Just watch out. Rory might come by in Ottawa one day, just teach a free class. Hey, here's a secret. And it's just some ridiculous ankle pick to, to I don't know, rolling ankle. Calf slicer. <laughs> <laughs> I've been incorporating a lot of those calf slicers and knee bars. Yeah, muscle slicers are one of my, have always been, since I've learned about them, that class of submission, have always been my favorite. There's a nasty bicep slicer from Spider Guard. Oh, yeah. Where you loop uh, your foot over the shoulder and you have your uh, shin right here. Mm -hmm. You reach your arms around and you grab the back of the tricep and pull in and push with... Oh, oh. God. Yeah, that doesn't sound... Uh, that, that sounds fucking horrible. I saw someone do it and I'm like, ah, that can't be too bad. Then I'm trying it at class and I'm tapping people out like mad. I'm like... Okay, now it's your turn to do it to me because yeah, I haven't felt I wanna, it yet. Yeah, I want to feel it. It's horrible. Horrible. I, I felt bad forever using them as dummies to practice it. But that's just how the jiu-jitsu game works. you got to practice. And yeah, somebody's got to take the lumps. 90% of the time it's me whenever my coach needs something. But Yeah, well, I felt that. Being the smallest dude, I've been no fucking dummy. My coach is a black belt in Hapkido. And I laugh because me and my cousin Adam, we kind of came across the jiu-jitsu by accident. Oh, yeah. And we walk in there. He's like, hi, my name's Maurice. Puts his hand out, goes to shake it. 
Adam grabs his hand. Maurice twists his wrist and drops him. Ugh. It was just to kind of establish, like, don't fuck around. Yeah, I just, that's not, I don't know. It's not really the way, the, a nice way to welcome somebody, yeah. especially to a dojo. Like, you're supposed to, you know, you're supposed well, to be he, in control. Like, I understand the, the principle of what was done and why it was done. He was teaching Hapkido that day anyway, so it was kind of nice to say, watch this. Yeah. But for I everybody mean, else, any kind of... On the off chance, just say that Adam, at Adam's dad was, you know, fifth Dan, and through Adam's whole life, and he just, he goes entirely with it, spins under the wrist, and fucking puts him on his back. How big of an asshole is he going to look like? Well, that's one thing I love, too, because we have these... Uh, I love when people from different martial arts come up and try the jiu-jitsu. Mm. And I'll lock something in and I'll try and explain it. Oh, we'll, we'll do this. Go ahead. Yeah, you will, will you? That's, that's that fucking uh, it, nin- ninjutsu bullshit. And then I'll be like, whoa, 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 will you? Well, you can try it, but yeah. I'm still going to hold on to you. You can hit you can hit me in the calves all you want. You gonna hit my thighs too? There was this guy who came up. He said he did uh, kickboxing competitions for years, had these gold medals and that, and I'd beat him. I, I want to see these fucking medals. Yeah. I want to see the video of you winning it. But that's the thing. Don't forget, you can order trophies online. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Med- medals are a dime a dozen. I can grab that computer right there, type in a little website, and go, oop, click. Yeah. It'll be here in two weeks. Yeah, we can <laughs> Amazon Prime that shit. Get it here <laughs> next day. Yeah. I... People people are fucked up when it comes to martial arts. But, I mean, that that was a, a big waking moment in the, the whole dojo, like, dojos modernizing and shit. Like, what, what martial arts are bullshit, which martial arts aren't. Have you seen that video I shared online? I watch a uh, lot of them. Like that chi. Oh, God. The I, knockout with the yeah. chi, don't even touch the guy. Yeah, I, oh my I God. hate that garbage. And, like, my friends will post stuff about it, and I'll be like, Dude, no. Like, here, here's here's the Rogan, one of the Rogan episodes where everybody just destroyed it. That was him and Boss Rutan. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it, no. You, like, they're... they're Boz Rutan has offered money, just like the amazing Randy has offered money for these demonstrations and displays of chi, ki, whatever you want to fucking call it. And it doesn't exist. There's no... It's it, it, it's hard to say if it doesn't exist or not, but I don't believe like you can knock someone out and generate it. And The, the most interesting thing I've seen was uh, a dude could make things spontaneously combust. That was yeah. the most interesting thing I had ever seen in relation to chi or ki, whatever. He'd crumple up a piece of paper, and he would, like, hold it and be like, Aah! and then it would just light on fire. That's interesting, but I also know how that's done in video, like for video editing or the special effects. You it, can't like, believe half the videos you see online nowadays. Exactly. Especially, like, old videos, like from the 70s with the shaky cam. Like, I know how to recreate... A video shot tomorrow to make it look like that. 
I can make it look like it's made in the 70s. You just strip out some of the saturation, you shake the fuck out of the frames, and you just add artifacting. Well, I can go home, take a video I do, and I can put better visual effects in it than most uh, Galaxy movies have. <laughs> yeah. And it's sad that we have that. Yeah, the, well, the technology for consumers is incredible nowadays. That's, yeah, the, the, the line between industry pro and consumer is, uh, I mean, that that's thanks to the music industry and stuff. Like, all that equipment there, that's all just, it's music equipment that, you know, people would have not been able to get, you know, 30, 40 years ago. And it's it's nice that we finally, we can get it. Yeah. Yeah, like we can, there's, you know, for a thousand dollars, you can, or, you know, maybe thousand five, you can get a 4K, uh, uh, blah, 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 4K video camera that, you know, it's fucking one of those all shoulder motherfuckers. Yeah. Like that, that best camera in the world is now only, you know. You know, fifteen hundred dollars to shoot on four K. Like, whereas literally ten years ago, TV cameras were twenty five grand. Yeah. Like that, it's that's a big jump. Like the technology, as technology, it's Moore's law, right? Like, well, the fucking definition in my phone that it captures. Yeah. yeah. It's unreal. Well, I mean, like five five years or ten I, years I remember ago, growing... we didn't have. Nope. Nobody had a cell phone. Remember those little fucking wind-up cameras? Yeah. That was my way of taking a picture. Now I use my phone and... Yeah. Yeah, I... The the technology is just... What's it, what's going to be next? Virtual reality and all that stuff with the Oculus Rift? Uh, I'd laugh. The, uh... I'm, I'm kind of curious how the, how the Oculus is going to going to change like the fitness aspect of things because like you can go from the treadmill and just looking at a wall or your iPhone or whatever you throw an Oculus on and you are now running wherever the fuck you want you can be running along the Great Wall of China while a disembodied voice tells you the history of it that would be cool but could you imagine what it would do for like jujitsu and that too well yeah oh my god it would ruin it well you just put the VR thing on, you lay down, and you just watch a virtual avatar come down on you, and you're like, all right, well, I've got a virtual dummy. Okay, but come here, bitch. That's the thing, though. You will never understand the full pressure of having someone on you. Of course not, but it, there, somebody's going to find it useful. You won't feel the pain of being locked inside a Kimura. Not, not yet. Not yet. Wait, like wait. It's not something I'd ever want my kids to be in. Well, I mean, wait till like we got like the holodeck shit like that where it's like we have like haptic feedback where we're actually getting hit with things or whatever where we actually get sensations or a neural implant where it doesn't even matter it doesn't have to twist your arm back because it's in your head uh, no thanks I, fe- <laughs> I feel that enough on a regular basis <laughs> yeah I got, I got it in real life I don't need it in virtual either <laughs> if I think of it and I feel the pain then I'd be in pain every single day <laughs> Well, it's a choice. You don't have well, to go in. Well, I'm constantly thinking, how can I make this worse? <laughs> and, and that's the thing for a jiu-jitsu guy. If you have that, if you're trying to think, okay, how can I make – the pain's always got to be – Yep. 
And it's like, damn it. You always got to be upping it. Oh, yeah. It's unreal. That's the thing, too, with technology. I don't know what it's going to be like in 10 years. Yeah. Like oh, Growing up, I had to go play outside. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I could walk down the street right now. I guarantee you I won't see one kid. No, there are no children out anymore. They're all at home on their Xboxes and that. Yeah. Like, I'm guilty of it. My kid, Colby out there, he's got an iPad, but I mean, I didn't buy it for him. His grand- grandmother did. Oh, they're but, the worst. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, I don't know. <laughs> ever, since, ever since that thing got bought, he's just, I don't want to do anything. And you know what? I'm going to be guilty for it because my brother had his kid a couple months ago. Yeah. And I'm going to spoil him. Yeah. Then I'm going to send him home and say, he's yours now. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Spoil him with jujitsu. Choke him out. Whoop! Here we go. Knocking shit over. Spinning the fucking pop filter. Yeah, I could just imagine how well that would go over. <laughs> so you choked out my kid? Maybe. Well, I. You're not going to do much about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I don't. I, I've always loved beating up on my kids. Not obviously beating on them, uh, but... Picking on them and... Yeah. Like, Casey, by the time he was two, he knew how to take a powerbomb. Of course, not a full-on fucking jackknife, but a nice, gentle powerbomb, and he could tuck his chin, and he knew what to do. But, yeah, obviously, you don't go hardcore with the kid, but, you know, you teach them fundamentals. Stuff like that. Like, K- uh, Colby knows the very fundamentals of rubber guard. He knows to whip the, sh- the the leg around the shoulder. He knows to put uh, the right foot or whatever foot on the hip. But his his first reaction, if you even start to tickle him, he'll throw you in an armbar. That's his first instinct. Has been since me and Jamie got together. There are kids now who can full-on butterfly sweep me. <laughs> you know how long it took me to learn how to do a damn butterfly sweep? Yeah, and kids... I, and these kids are doing it to me like it's nothing. Yeah, instinct. Well, Ro- like, Rogan was saying that, too. Like, his kids, just teaching them a few things, they've now been able to pick up on things that he was like, oh, that you shouldn't be able to do that. And they're just like, oh, I know how to do it, and I'm just making it up. Like, my friend Jenny, she doesn't train jiu-jitsu at all. I've known her all my life. Mm-hmm. She is 4'11", 4'11", and probably weighs 90 pounds. She could butterfly sweep me like nothing if she learned how to do it. <laughs> I guarantee it. And I'm walk around at 215. So over over 100 pounds. Uh, well over 100. There's no, there's no effort with it once you know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Once you throw them off balance and kick your leg up. I toss Faden around and he's 260. I hit him with that butterfly every time, effortlessly. Hmm. That's a sweep to learn. Yeah, like, it. that's only really become uh, really popular in the past little while, right? The butterfly, it wasn't really that that, that used about, you know, 10, 10 that, years ago. It's easy to pass. Hmm. The butterfly guard, it's so easy to pass through it. But the sweep is so effective. Mm. So it's good. Yeah, yeah. So just learn it for the sweep kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. 
I like to play with my butterfly guard because I'll set you up. I'll make you pass one way and then I'll grab your arm and tap you out with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pick a direction. I don't care which way you go. Well, it's like anything. Even when I have my buddy Carson and my guard, if I whip my hips one way, he's going to plant his arm. I know he's going to plant his arm. I'm going to spin for that. Kimura, uh, mm. Omoplata, sorry. I just set it up. Yeah. I but know exactly where to whip your my hips to make you fall that way. That's a cool thing about, like, rolling so much and learning somebody, learning somebody else. And he's only your size. Mm. And he got me in the nastiest rear naked choke the other day. Oof. Like, if I didn't tap out another three seconds, I would have blacked out. Oof. That's rough. I, I Luckily, I broke his grip. Mm. If not, I would have... That would have been it. And I have a little bit of an ego. <laughs> not bad, but just enough that I won't tap until I'm right there. Yeah. Feel that. I know. I know the pride. But, uh, that, that... Yeah, I I I I wonder what that because it, it's not it's it's definitely not a preservation mechanism. No. No, it, it's I don't I don't care. You can take the arm, but I'm going to beat you. I'll beat you with the arm. Like, I will win. <laughs> I love doing that though. I just love locking the submission and watching them. Okay, now what are you gonna do? <laughs> Well, do you have uh, any, do you know any of the, of your dojo's links or anything? Can you give out any of the social media contacts for that? Uh, it's a private group on Facebook, the one that okay. the uh, actual trainers are in. Mm -hmm. But there is an open one called Submission Hapkido Bama Jiu-Jitsu. Okay. That's I'll on send Facebook? You yeah, I'll send you the link later. Okay. There's not a whole lot of posts on that, but it gives you the details of uh, just exactly our lineage, who our instructors are, their backgrounds, mm -hmm. our class times. And if not, if you're farther down in the Toronto or Ottawa area, just look up Bama at BJJ.com and make that hour trip, half an hour trip to Burlington. Okay, they're in Burlington? In Burlington, Ontario, yes. Okay. And it is well worth it because you are training under a second-degree black belt. Hmm. Very decent. I mean, yeah. I mean, And he got his black belt from uh, Marcus Soares. Oh, okay, well. Who is the last... Yeah, well-known name. The last red belt in Ontario, in Canada. Yeah. So you know it's a legitimate line. It's not... Yeah, that's no bullshit right Here's there. Here's my video. Where's my blue belt? Yeah, yeah. God, that's so goddamn ridiculous. Oh, I, po I poke fun on that all the time. Yeah, I mean, it's just... No. Let's 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 talk about this more off off air. Yeah. Right? All right, cool. Well, thank you for coming in, man. Awesome. Uh, thank you for having we'll me. Hopefully uh, we'll get you in again in another couple months and see how you're doing. Yep. Hopefully... Uh, you said you're, you're, uh, you are, you didn't say, you posted a thing on your Instagram, uh, hoping for more, uh, more stripes uh, or, are you, or are you waiting for your promotion? Yeah. This summer. Okay. That, that's awesome. Well, I wish you luck and, uh, Thank you. 
yeah, hopefully we'll get you in again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thank, thank you for coming in, man.